Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 27th of May 2013. I always suggest to newcomers to make sure they make good use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll see a bunch of the official sites I have listed there. They all carry audios for free download and they carry transcripts in English for print-up of lots of the talks I've given over the years. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into Alan Watt Sentient, sentinel.eu and Take your luck there from the choice that's offered. And also to remember that you are the ones that um, bring me to you. I don't bring on advertisers as guests and, and so on. I just depend upon you to keep me ticking along and buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And I go through the art of chronology. Chronology is a great art because it's always been used down through the ages. And today it's much more refined and specialized with neuroscience, psychologists, and so on, marketers, uh, very good marketers, in fact, who know the sciences of the human mind and how it works. And they work on the mass man and woman, basically, uh, across the whole planet. And these arts have used to be in the hands of individual advisors, and now they're in the hands of whole teams and teams of people behind presidents and prime ministers. They really are behind uh, the governments altogether. In fact, the prime minister presidents tend to be puppets these days. So help yourself to the website and you start to understand the system you're living in. And it's a big system, a very uh, definite system, a very well worked out system too, to bring the world into a global society. And I go into the organizations that, that control it and set up their organizations over a hundred years ago officially out in the open uh, with their big, big plan for a global society, including bringing on world wars if necessary to get countries to give up their sovereignty. And, of course, they were started off by the biggest um, international moneylenders of their day who formed the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, same thing. And they have branches across the whole world in all governments today. Uh, even with the European Union, they have their, their European Council on Foreign Relations, and George Soros runs that one. He's in charge of it. So you, you find they were run, really, by... That means all the media, too. They're all members of it, and entertainment, uh, moguls, etc. They're all members of the same thing. Because, after all, to give you culture and change, you must be in charge of the culture industry. And they certainly, certainly are. Most of the people's ideas and opinions come from movies and dramas on television, not from actual reality. And all to get uh, this big world agenda through. Not a happy world as you think of it, but a planned society. A planned society will come out of this eventually. And um, right down to who can breed, who cannot breed, and who will have children, etc. And of course cloning is a big part of it too. Because after all, the big boys want to go off into the future. They claim there's too many of all the rest of you, you see, to be sustainable. And they'll take the best genes, etc. to create the best kinds of clones and serve all workers for the future. No doubt about it. That's where your tax money is going. So from the US to Canada, remember, you can order using personal checks or international postal money orders, or you can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal, and I'll get them out to you. As I say, I go through more of this in detail in the books and so on. 
But our realities are given to us, and uh, often it starts with your own parents, because your parents have been indoctrinated in turn. Many of them don't ever ask the right questions and, and ask the whys that things are happening and so on, and they pass it on to the children. And then, of course, television even takes over before they even get into preschool. Uh, through their cartoons loaded with uh, with PC statements and so on for the global society, etc., etc. And then they go into, as I say, kindergarten, then school, and they're indoctrinated right through their whole schooling. Jacques uh, Elul, who was a philosopher, said that um, your subsequent propaganda it won't take on you unless you have your proper indoctrination starting at school. Very important. Very, very important. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. Many times I've talked about uh, the big system and how we've all to be trained, trained perfectly by uh, those who are better than us. Now, the ones who are up there, the elect people, you see, specialists. And this is a, the age of specialists, this is the age of transition, the 21st century is the century of change, where all the big socialist ideas have to be implemented completely. And before the century is out, and they're starting it big time and, and various countries ahead of the rest. But uh, to go back into the 20th century, you'll find, that, again, that a lot of the big planners of this present system who are dead now, a lot of these guys like Bertrand Russell, uh, talked about um, the children and the parents and how the state would take over from from the parents and give them uh, the, child, the child their new value system. He said that the parents were contaminated. He used the communist term contaminated culture, being old-fashioned ideas, and they'd have to be uh, eradicated, those ideas. And he said, we used to think, we used to think, he said. Now, remember, he was a member of of many world organizations, the Macy Group, Frankfurt School, he worked with them too, to create a new culture for this present time. And uh, and lots of other international meetings too, the American Psychiatric Association, he worked sometimes with them as well. And, and he said, we used to think we have to remove the children from their parents, but he says, now with social indoctrination at school, very early age, he said, we can, it can override any parental inputs. Indoctrination is too powerful. Although he didn't rule out the fact, he said, that we might have to remove the children. He says, at one time, uh, prior to this, he says, we thought we used to have to, we'd all, we'd definitely have to take the children from their parents, all of them, and bring about a world where they didn't, the, the children wouldn't know their parents, in fact. This was also taken over by uh, even the early kibbutzes in Israel. They tried that in a big, a big way, too. And it's a book called Children of the Dream, an excellent book to read. It's excellent to, on the studies they did in Israel. But anyway, we find it's still going on, of course, because it's truly into socialism for this European amalgamation, which is a new Soviet system, by the way, and on behalf of the elite who run it. And the top socialists are multimillionaires, most of them. I hope you realize that. Same with the communists. That's how they were. The top communists, in fact, run, run the top banks in the world. But anyway... It says, uh, it says, now it's a social worker for every child in Scotland. This is a test case for Scotland, you see. They always use was a country or, or an island even for a lot of these test studies. For for instance, the smart cities being tested off Denmark with a pop- controlled population and a small island there, and they've got a smart grid up, all the rest of it. 
and they're monitoring how it goes, etc. In Scotland, it's for social change and, and, and uh, scientific experiments. And it says, now it's a social worker for every child in Scotland. This is more state interference and families will not protect the children. And for anyone familiar with how our child protection system too often works in practice, rather loud alarm bells might be rung by a bill currently going through the Scottish Parliament that takes the state's intervention in family life to a startlingly new level. Under the Children and Young People's Scotland Bill, every child from birth will be given a named person charged with keeping an eye on that child's interest until it reaches childhood. He said, we're familiar with the idea that state employees are expected to take an interest in child's welfare from health visitors from te- to teachers at school, but this proposal that local authorities should be empowered to appoint an official to act as a personal guardian or social worker to oversee every aspect of a child's life from birth onwards is a world first. Now, the United Nations is behind it, and, and some of this GIRFEC program, they call it GIRFEC, is not just for Scotland, it's to go across the whole of Europe and in the world. And even the last president of France, apparently, was one of the guys involved in setting this system up, top socialist system. So that's one article on it. And then you find this one, and it says, State Snoops Checking Out New Parents. Very interesting. So it isn't just to do with the state uh, taking over and naming it a guardian, a a, a government worker in charge of every single child, which overrules all parents, remember, and authorities. It's also to find out your points of view. It says parents are being secretly judged on their views on race and diversity while in hospital with their newborn babies under the Scottish National Party's government's latest assault on family life. It says during the scheme, parents are secretly monitored by maternity staff. They're turning everybody into spies, PC spies. This is the Soviet Union. This is the Stasi of Eastern Germany. It's beyond that, in fact. So here's maternity staff going to, going to psyche out to find out your, your opinions on things. And it says in a further twist, the same health board is asking children, some of them still at nursery school, to rate their parents or caregivers on a scale of 1 to 10. So children at nursery school are going to evaluate their parents. This is a project as part of the sinister Big Brother-style system of state meddling called Getting It Right for Every Child. That's what GIRFEC is called, you see, which has been quietly rolled out across Scotland. Last week, the newspaper exposed to scary plans for all children to be given a state guardian or named person who will have the legal right to tell parents how to raise their offspring. GERFEC also includes proposals to store a child's personal details in a series of databases which can be accessed by social workers, teachers and other officials. In other words, all government agencies, police, everything. Wherever you go in that country, they can instantly access your data and your life history, by the way, because this is right up until you're an adult. And I'm, I'm telling you another thing too. They want to continue after adulthood. They haven't said it yet, but they've hinted at it. The parental capacity to provide well, well-being. This, is, this whole well-being thing you thought was just a, a strange little fad they were going through. No, no, no. Remember the, the, the Federal Reserve, the U.S., he mentioned well-being will have to be pushed ahead of GDP and so on. This is what they meant by this. See, they'll, they'll see if you're, if you're getting depressed about having no work for the rest of your life, things like that, and give the right medications. To make you feel happy, you understand. If that's all you, see, as long as you're happy, you're okay. It doesn't matter if you're sleeping on the street, you're okay. As long as you're happy about it, they'll give you the right pills. It says, under one part of the scheme, parents are secretly monitored by maternity staff to assess their suitability, suitability for raising the children. 
is are deemed to be worthy of further investigation, another form then asks whether or not they respect and value diversity and give due prominence to their racial, ethnic and cultural heritage. Another part of one area, for instance, Lanarkshire's toolkit includes a questionnaire children to rate their parents or carers on a scale of 1 to 10 and a range of different areas. The youngsters who can still be at nursery school are given a series of prompts, including do you have someone who listens seriously to your opinions and ideas and anything you have to say? It says midwives shouldn't be lumbered with acting as social workers and parents, parent monitors when they already have important jobs to be getting on with. And it says, Emma Carr, who's Deputy Director of Big Brother Watch, said, Why is the Scottish Government so suspicious of parents? Midwives shouldn't be lumbered with acting as social workers and parent monitors because they've got important jobs to do. This sort of heavy-handed bureaucracy smacks of treating every new parent as a suspect. And the National Health Service should get on with providing new parents with the best health care and support available, not policing forms about parents' views of diversity. Now, the state will be getting this put into the U.S. I mean, should be, will be getting this put in too, remember. They're trying it off in Scotland, and, and it comes under a National Health Service system. And that's what they want to implement in the U.S. and across the rest of the world as well under National Health Service. I hope you understand this. This is asking nursery-aged uh, children for their official views on their parents. Can you imagine what they might say if they're in a bad mood? It's a disaster waiting to, waiting to happen. What happens when children don't receive the toy that they wanted for Christmas? Public authorities should think about it, what it is they're trying to achieve, rather than sending out intrusive forms to young children and attempting to create a, a, a generation of sandbox snoopers. Meanwhile, despite claims that personal details will not be stored centrally, Lanarkshire's own Gerfeck newsletter published in March states that core data about a child's well-being and wider world will soon be available to teachers at a click of a button. Gerfeck is also at an advanced stage in most other council and health board areas across Scotland. This is despite the fact that the SNP's Children and Young Persons Bill, which sets out much of the legal framework, has yet to be approved by Parliament. Now, Ireland's also got the same thing in under the Child's Protection Act and various other United Nations agreements. As his uh, Scottish Conservative Health spokesman uh, Jackson Carlaw said, this is typical of the SNP wanting to probe into people's lives too deeply. A spokesman for a National Health Service, Lanarkshire, said most mothers and fathers would get a one-part assessment looking at health concerns and parenting skills. However, a small proportion of families would be subjected to a more detailed assessment by the midwife. Everybody's involved here. You have to have children in secret shortly. Really. He added at all times assessments are being carried out in a supportive way and in partnership with the family. See all that this is the terminology they'll use, a partnership, harmony, you see. All information is gathered solely to support the baby's well-being and is used only for this purpose. Liars, utter liar. Because a, a, a spokesperson is a PR propagandist, public relations. That's, what, that's their job, is to make the worst things sound pleasant. They're taught this, you know. With psycholinguistics, neurolinguistics, harmony, partnerships, and so on. Anyway, since parents have the right to refuse to answer any questions they're uncomfortable with as part of the assessment, well, you got a black mark for doing that. You know that. That's going to happen immediately. And also, too, another one that says Scottish National Party built to spy on parents is criticised by the families. And um, 
the SNP's plans are being criticised by many of the SNP's families and so on. Hearns have signed an online petition demanding the MSPs, members of the Scottish Parliament, vote against the proposals when they come before Holyrood as part of the Children and Young People's Bill later this summer. People should look it up and, and sign it. If you, it's going to start there and it's going to go on and on and on until it's way beyond anything that they dreamed up in, in the Soviet Union or, 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 or Germany in, in the war or, or any of these countries. This is, this is really way beyond it. It says there's also the possibility of a legal challenge under the European Convention of Human Rights. <laughs> That's all you need is to go to the EU that's behind it all, which gives everybody the right to a private and family life free from state interference. Yeah, but they have all these caveats at the end, don't they? Read a small print. Be back with more on this after these messages. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and reading about GERFEC. This is this new so-called rights of the child thing where the parents have no rights whatsoever. Plus the child is a snoop on the parents and the, every child gets a legal guardian appointed by the government to snoop on every single child in the country. I don't understand what this is. But it says here, Gerfeck implementation by box-ticking bullies is already causing detriment to some families and frightening children, which is frankly scandalous. The schoolhouse petition which calls on members of parliament to reject the names person, the named person and database sections of the bill has gathered more than 700 signatures in less than a fortnight. For children under five, the state guardian will usually be a health visitor from the government, that is, while school-aged children will usually be the head teacher or deputy head. They will have to record routine information about their charges, which is then stored in a vast database and can raise concerns about a child's well-being that could ultimately result in them being taken into care. Because we end up with the parents going to prison. However, I wouldn't rule out a legal challenge to these specific aspects. This is Marion Samson, the head teacher at uh, Westquarter Primary Nursery at Falkirk, it's a little place in Scotland too, is a named person who says her role is to challenge families who are not bringing up their children properly. Well, what does properly mean? If you ever go into eugenics and the whole idea of this totalitarian system that Lord Bertrand Russell was, was uh, helping set up for, for today, that is, during his lifetime, uh, he, he actually went into that, that the state will decide what's proper and what's not. That's talking about political correctness, all the latest PC updates, etc. It says, however, in response to, to her pro, uh, profile in the government's Engage for Education blog, one teacher giving her name as Sion Dawson described Gerfic as quite a scary notion. She said perhaps the Scottish government would be far better tightening up the processes surrounding child protection for those who actually need help rather than not trusting the majority of families to do a good job. According to a Scottish Government training document seen by the newspaper, the specific aim of Gerfic is to undermine parents and give the community a greater role in raising children. Now go back to Hillary Clinton's uh, idea too. Remember her book and whole bits, uh, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child. This is all part of this communitarian collectivist society that they were pushing. It's still on the go, folks, because this was designed a long time, 100 years ago, this was planned to hit the, today. Today. They knew it would take 100 years to implement it. Here we are, folks. It's here. 
It states that uh, from the time the child is a baby, the family and the community should come together in oneness to raise the child so that the child can grow up to be a pillar of society. Can you believe this? And so doing everyone benefits and the community is strengthened. So you'll be like clones with the same opinion on everything. Scotland used to have a lot of diversity, all right, of opinion. That was the greatest thing about it. You had so many characters there that thought outside the box. That's why they're coming down on Scotland as a starter. There's no doubt about that. It says, Scottish government spokesman says, so the safety and protection of children in Scotland is crucial. The named person who is likely to be a health visitor or deputy head teacher will usually already know the child and will be a first point of contact if help is needed. This is formalizing what should already happen and this evidence is working well in many areas. So the snooping is working well and they're already shopping a lot of people. The provisions, including those on information sharing in, this, in the Children and Young People's Bill, will help to protect and promote the well-being of our children and make Scotland a safer place. For whom? For whom? Well, maybe for the government. That's what it's all about, folks. All governments want this power. Oh, we understand that. All tyrants and totalitarians want this kind of power. To make everyone trained into the one system thinking the same, saying the same, behaving the same, and be utterly predictable. That's always the, the dream of tyrants. So I'll put, remember, all these links up tonight to cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Now, there's Jay from Massachusetts hanging on the line there. Are you still there, Jay? Yes, I am. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yes, go ahead. About, I guess what you could call black magic, telling the future. Yeah. Wouldn't it be quite incredible that is? so implausible as to elicit disbelief if something like this were to happen, like totalitarian experts like doctors, lawyers, scientists, college grants, government employees, politicians, and authors write in to say businesses or hospitals or corporations about fictional events which later became reality, that is, to tell the future, like in that episode of Family Guy about the bombing? Well, certainly, I mean, you, you, you can certainly predict the future if you belong to societies that guide the future and make it happen. I mean, that, that's what governments at the top and all these agencies that are higher, higher above them are all about, is predicting and guiding the future. That's how they guided the European Union into place. The general populations of every country were completely oblivious that a team had been set up to guide the future of them all into a European Union with one parliament running them all. That's what the elite have always done, the powerful, is shape the future. They don't want it ever to come out uh, willy-nilly. They've got to always direct where it's going to go. The same with the United Nations. That's why they set that up. So you can call it, in a sense, I'd say black magic, in a sense, because it's kept quiet from the public. It's secret. It's occultic. It's secret. It's hidden. And that's really occultic means. And uh, and we forget there, there are literally thousands of think tanks working uh, for the United Nations, all paid for by your tax money and by private foundations owned by the wealthiest uh, bankers on the planet, uh, working full time to bring the, their perfect world in with the masses being dumbed down, stupid and very obedient. I mean, to them, that's utopia. Understand? But for us, of course, at the bottom, this would be our hell. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And I should really reiterate too that most of my programs are, 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 I've been doing broadcasts for years are about the fact that we're living through a script. And the future's always guided. That's what the United Nations was set up to do, to be a sort of uh, intermediary that, that uh, a nexus, a hub that passes all these things on and keeps them all coordinated, all these big plans for the world, including societal changes and everything else. And, of course, they work with the big foundations, privately owned foundations of the richest folk in the world. They run the, the hundreds and hundreds of armies of non-governmental organizations across the world that make this come into to being. They also donate money to, to universities to make sure the right curriculum is taught, and certain things are not taught, not even mentioned, in fact, they're forbidden. And so we live in a world that's very, very managed, and nothing is left to chance, in fact. And as we go on into this brave new world, even less and less has been left to chances as governments show their true colours and become totalitarian. After all, we're supposed to be run by experts now. We're all too stupid to run lives ourselves, you see. So it's to be run by experts and science. Science is there. That's the new religion. The guys in the white coats and the fancy letters behind their names uh, are the guys now who are going to rule your lives. And they're already doing it. Now, also getting into other things too, we know that uh, weather modification is a big, big, big thing. And there's many different websites out there now with lots of articles on the geoengineering that has been going on for years. And uh, they're controlling the weather. Even the Air Force had that article about controlling the weather. And, uh, and it's pretty well here, I'd say. And we're getting dumped on with lots of spraying in the skies for since 98 solid. From from then on, it's been, up, it's been daily almost. And... They're definitely cooling the atmosphere for sure. I think they've overdone it. There's nothing wrong with it, mind you, but they've really cooled it and overdone it now. But it says, despite the fact that summer is only days away, the temperatures are still very disappointing across many parts of Europe. Over the past few days, snow is falling across southern Germany, France, Switzerland and Italy. In the mountains, uh, temperatures have dropped below zero and the snow even fell at lower levels. And... um, this is on 24th of May, 2013. Temperatures in uh, Cherwalden struggled to reach 3 degrees centigrade. On the same day last year, temperatures had been up to the 20 degrees centigrade mark. And it goes on and on and on. I'll put this link up tonight too. But I should say too that last night it snowed in some parts of the U.S. And uh, every night I'm hitting the, the freezing mark here. Then you'll have your heavy frost, even right up to the present time. It'll be the same again tonight. So... So much for global warming, eh? And uh, now they'll call it radical climate change. That's what they'll call it, you see. Uh, because they can't give up because it's carbon taxes are behind this. And carbon taxes and carbon uh, uh, re-engineering all of us again is to make us change our way of living completely. It's to be the big stick to make us change our way of living. But the big boys at the top are making this a whole new economy in carbon taxes. So that during a post-consumer society where you won't have extra cash to spend on anything, they'll all go to fees and, and uh, energy taxes, etc., and carbon taxes. That's what it's all about. We're managed like children, truly. We truly are. Now, <laughs> we also know, too, that uh, big corporations like Bill Gates' Microsoft and so on shot to the top. Uh, the parting of the sea happened to let them all through. Uh, all government agencies parted. They were all given the word to let this happen because they wanted one main one where everyone would be monitored through this one system. There's no doubt about it. It's to do with monitoring. It's just like uh, Google uh, admitted so many times it gives lots of information to various government agencies. It's part, it is a government agency. It's part of the NSA. 
And we know too that food is to go into the hands of one or, or, or a few corporations, you see, all working together, same shareholders regardless. So there's no re- they're not really different ones at all. They're all the same one. But the Senate rejects GM food labeling amendment to the Farm Bill. So it'll be just like Canada. So the Senate Thursday overwhelmingly rejected an amendment that would allow states to require labeling of genetically modified foods. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont said his amendment was an attempt to clarify that states can require the labels as several legislators have moved uh, towards putting such laws in place. The Vermont House and the Connecticut Senate voted this month to make food companies declare genetically modified ingredients on their packages. The Senate rejected the amendment on a 71 to 27 vote during debate on a wide-ranging five-year farm bill that includes generous support for crops and corn and soybeans that are often genetically modified varieties. Senators from farm states that use a lot of generally modified crops strongly opposed the amendment, saying this issue should be left up to the federal government and that labels could raise costs for consumers. Well, what about the costs when the consumers get all the different cancers and sicknesses that come from all these poisons they're using on them? Hmm? How about that? The Food and Drug Administration does not require such labelling, but organic food companies and some consumer groups have stepped up their efforts to lobby for labels, arguing that modified seeds are floating from field to field and contaminating pure crops. Such groups have been bolstered by a growing network of consumers wary of processed and modified foods. And... Um, I'll put this up too. I think so this weekend too, there was a worldwide protest against Monsanto trying to take the world's food supply over. And that's what they're actually doing, by the way. Also too, everything is to go be privatized in this century. Everything. Government's not been at it, of course, in the 20th century. In the late part of it, they've been privatizing so many other departments. And even parts of the military are being privatized. The British nuclear arms system, all their weaponry, it was privatized as well last year. And I read the articles in the papers uh, at the time, too, on the air. So uh, everything's been privatized. And they're going for the, the few things that actually work. Like in the States, they're going for the, uh, the, the, the U.S. mail system. They're trying to privatize that. They're trying to say that they're bust. They're not. They're actually plundering the profits from the U.S. mail system. It's only one that actually makes a lot of money. And they're putting it into higher civil servants' pension schemes. That's where the money's going. That they're plundering from the, the mail system in the US. But in Britain, it's much the same. It says Royal Mail reveals profits boost, but Vince Cable says no to alternative, or there's no alternative to privatization. It's on the cards, they're going to do it. And it says Business Secretary Vince Cable, or Vince Cable said uh, there's no alternative to con- controversial plans privatizing the Royal Mail. The organization faces a fundamental threat from email and must be re- re- reformed in order to survive. The Liberal Democrat insisted. What's a Liberal Democrat? Eh? The unions had warned that services will go into decline if the business is sold off. And Dave Ward, Deputy General Secretary of the Communications Workers Union, whose members will be balloted on the proposals this week, claimed loopholes would allow the universal service obligation to be eroded. Well, definitely that's all part of it too, the good of all the unions and get more and more profits, give you uh, worse service. Everything that privatized was way up and rocket skyrockets from water to your electricity companies. Everything skyrockets in, in costs. And the government lies their face off, but they lie about everything, don't they? Because in Canada too, they said all oh, privatization of, of, of the, of the public utilities that the taxpayers actually own supposedly. 
were given to these pals, bigwigs, for peanuts. And the taxpayers have to have to put up with an 8 to 10% increase every year in electricity rates. Quite a great deal, that is, eh? Uh, plus, apart from that too, we must also pay them extra cash taxes to maintain their system. They just rake the profits in. It's not a great deal. And also in Britain too, Royal Mail's CEO, a CEO in line for £500,000 bonus. Moya Green to receive payout for steering sharp improvement in postal firm's performance last year. They put her in, you see, to try to boost it up, getting her ready for privatisation. So they're paying her a bonus. £500,000 bonus. That's not bad, eh? So they can screw thousands of postal workers. So the chief executive of Royal Mail is being lined up for an annual bonus worth £500,000 just months before the company presses the button on Britain's biggest privatisation for a generation. Moya Green, who took over as boss of the state-owned postal operator in 2010, Expect to receive the payout after nearly trebling Royal Mail's operating profit to £403 million last year. And the Royal Mail's remuneration committee, chaired by non-executive director uh, Orna Naichona, has yet to formally agree the pay proposals for the 2012-13 financial year. So, it's quite something, as I say, as they privatise the things off. And as I say, you'll end up with people, things that are not working at all or systems where they really gouge for high, high tax hikes and so on, and high increases just like they do, they've done in Canada and elsewhere. Also today I'm putting up a link to uh, Polanski, Roman Polanski. Uh, it's called Polanski the Predator. It recently unsealed the grand jury minutes from the 1977 sexual assault case when he ran off to, to Europe, actually, to escape it. Uh, it has been released to the public and it's interesting, too, because they had a documentary special on TV years ago about it. And what it was, it was young girls, with 10 to 12-year-olds, whose mummies were these show business mums that wanted their children to get into show business. And when they were auditioning, uh, a very very prominent, well-known actor uh, that everyone knows, Palaf Plansky, would pick up these girls for a drive in his car. The mums wouldn't object because, oh, they're all in awe with this uh, famous actor. And he would drive them to Polanski's, he would get them in the bathtub and sexual assault them. And he, he escaped for, on, for that, on, uh, off to, the, to Europe, of course. He's still there yet. So I'll, I'll put this up tonight and go through it. There's a lot of pages on it. You can go page by page to do with the transcript from the, the, the meeting and see what happened yourself. Also, too, I didn't know this, but it says here, the cabinet office in Britain, that's a big government office, is to fly a rainbow flag for Gay Pride Week, it says here. And uh, Francis Maud and Nick Clegg have agreed to demonstrate the government's commitment to equality by allowing the rainbow flag to fly from the cabinet office during Pride Week, it says. They argue there should be greater public acceptance of same-sex relationships. They'll be asking the parents of children this too, you know, when they give the children their, their, their things to fill out on their parents. This is 133 Tory members of Parliament voted against the plans to allow the same-sex marriage earlier in the year. And 15 Labour MPs, four Lib Dems and eight Democratic Unionists and an Independent were also against the move. So it says Rainbow Flag was designed by Gilbert Baker in 1978 as a symbol of gay and lesbian community pride. It first flew from government buildings during Pride 2012. 
and Deputy Minister Nick Clegg said, flying the rainbow flag is a great symbol of pride. It's funny how they don't have a straight pride week, eh? Have you noticed that? In fact, there's a whole war against uh, straight people and families. In fact, families all together. From those people, you see. As they're all falling apart and under attack, etc., etc. And it says, uh, so anyway, they go through this. It's a PR piece, obviously. And it's all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And we're supposed to be all happy about it, etc. And cheer them. What is it they call it? Um, you're supposed to join in and cheer. Celebrate. Celebrate their lifestyle. <laughs> celebrate their lifestyle. And also, too, I'll put up an article to do with the States because they've got a gay, a gay uh, uh, transgender. It's a transgender dress-up thing for young children at school. And they can, uh, the boys have to dress as women and girls, and the girls dress as boys to get them used to the idea, I guess, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Maybe the ones who won't dress up, they'll have to see special psychologists and get special treatment down the road. Also, too, I've mentioned many, many times about the incredible manipulation of the weather. Lots of articles out at big science magazines and so on. And you also have them coming out of the military, the U.S. military and other countries' militaries' establishments. And there's one here It says, um, it's from the U.S. Naval Research Laboratory. It says, the NRL uh, scientists produce densest artificial ionospheric plasma clouds using HARP. That's a higher aerial research program where they actually put tremendous much of power they call plasma, raw power. They bounce off the ionosphere and they can target anywhere on Earth as a weapon, actually. They can also uh, use it to modify the weather very easily and very quickly. And they can superheat parts of the atmosphere as well and uh, cause explosions in the sky. That's where you find these meteorites. They can never find the meteorites coming in, but they hear these massive booms going on, on all over the place. That's HARP does that. They got it in Australia, too. But it says, U.S. Naval Research Laboratory Research Physicists and Engineers from the Plasma Physics Division Working at the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, Transmitter Facility in Gakona, Alaska, successfully produced a sustained high-density plasma cloud in Earth's upper atmosphere. Since previous artificial plasma density clouds have lifetimes of only 10 minutes or less, said Paul Bernhardt, PhD, NRL, Space Use and Plasma Section. This higher-density plasma ball was sustained over one hour by the HARP transmissions and was extinguished only after termination of the HARP radio beam. This artificial ionospheric plasma cloud sequence of images showed the glowing plasma discharged produced with transmissions at the third electron gyroharmonic using the HARP HF transmitter, Kakon, Alaska. The third harmonic artificial glow plasma clouds were obtained with the HARP using transmissions of 4.34 megahertzes. You actually pick it up on your shortwave radio. I do, I do it all the time. And you'll hear it blasting away. It says, The resonant frequency yielded green line 557.7 nanometer, nanometer emission with HF on November 12, 2012, between the times of, and it gives you the times and so on. It says, the, These glow discharges in the upper atmosphere were generated as part of the Defense Advanced Research Products Projects Agency, so that the military runs it, you see. Sponsored basic research on ionospheric characteristics and effects campaign to explore ionospheric phenomena and its impact on communications and space weather. 
And so they used a 3.6 megawatt high frequency harp transmitter in the plasma clouds or balls of plasma are being studied for use as artificial mirrors at altitudes of 50 kilometers below the natural ionosphere are to be used for reflection of HF radar and communications signals. So it can certainly disrupt all your signal communication, there's no doubt about that, but also uh, affects all your usual radio signals as well, and no doubt television ones too. So I'll put this article up, it's quite a long article, and you can read it for yourselves. And this is what they're releasing today, I'm sure there's a lot more going on, but they won't tell you about that, of course, and what else will it really work, work, work uh, really for. Now, the Max Planck Institute for Meteorology uh, says that prognosis confirm model forecast for the weather, warming postponed hundreds of years. Now, that global temperatures have not risen in 15 years, a number of scientists find themselves having great difficulty coming to terms with the new reality. And it says that the Max Planck Institute for Meteorology in Hamburg is no exception. For years, the institute insisted that the man-made climate catastrophe was real and happening now. Today, it finds itself scrambling for a back door. And it says the MPIM recently issued a press release with interesting revelations about the now famous Otto et al. paper to which its two directors contributed. When we read the MP, MP1M press release, we quickly discovered that this Otto et al. paper is actually just the latest in speculative crystal ball working. The results have little value other than to provide us desperately needed face-saving opportunity for accepting a lower CO2 climate sensitivity as they backtrack. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and also getting back to eugenics and so on and to do with tampering in, in families and so on. It wants to be done by the authorities today. There's a judge came out in Britain too uh, called Alan Goldsack and he's joined the bandwagon as well. And it says babies born to prostitutes, drug addicts and other criminals should be adopted at birth to prevent them following their parents into jail, a leading judge has said. Now, you never used to have all these prostitutes, drug addicts, and, and, and lots of other criminals and so on, or dysfunctional, or, or destroyed families, or single-parent mothers and all this kind of stuff. This is all a new phenomenon. This is Alex Goldsack, QC, Queen's Counsel, recorder of Sheffield. Sheffield said it was the state's duty to intervene to stop the next generation of criminals, he says. He said it was frightening how many of the criminals he was sentencing today were the grandchildren of those he had dealt with 40 years ago. Crime runs in families the same way that being a doctor, teacher, or lawyer does, he says. And it's true an awful lot of these, these doctors and teachers and lawyers are criminals, I'd say. In other words, they haven't really phrased this right, have they? Anyway, or bankers for that matter. I guess that runs in family too, just ripping people off, crashing the banks twice a century. Is that running the family too? Why not, eh? Some people become criminals because they enjoy crime, and I think it's a good way of life. And if they don't get caught, they think they can have a good lifestyle. But a frightening thing is the number of people he's seen, as I say, whose who's grandchildren are the people I've prosecuted and, and defended four years ago. The state had to remove young babies from the families that are going to produce the next generation of criminals, he said. He had that a dysfunctional family would often have £250,000 spent on them, on one family. But if we get in early and remove children, we could save thousands, he says. He says a huge proportion of prisoners were a product of the care system. He added the care system is not working well as it should be by a long 
chalk. If you leave a child until they're nine or ten, you can't do much for them at all. He says children moved at eleven or twelve would invariably end up in a children's home. The 65-year-old judge made his remarks after 43 years in the legal profession, but children's campaigners accused him of criminalizing babies. If you look at the baby in their court, it's, they're not criminals. Taking babies from parents because they happen to be in criminal families is not the right solution. We need to address the way that we work with disturbed families and children. Says Alison Worsley of Bernardo said the government needed to do, do more to support children of prisoners. But they should really look into it. Why is there so much crime going on? Why are there so many prisoners? Why is the world in such a state of dysfunction? Well, it has been because after, after about 100 years of intense war, war on the West, by ones who now call themselves liberals, you see. I understand too, and I remember seeing uh, an interview with uh, Khrushchev when he visited the U.S., and he was asked about the Communist Party in the U.S. And he, he gave a little smile. He said, oh, he says, we don't call them communists in the U.S. He says, we call them liberals, he says. And uh, he went through the, some of their system and their agenda, of course, because liberals were, were dedicated to destroying, under the guise of freedom and liberation, destroying what previously existed. Read the Frankfurt School's uh, records, all the things that they promoted. The destruction of the family unit was essential, Marxian, you see. And also the state bringing up the children, that's all part of it too. And the complete destruction of Western values and Western culture, that was all part of it as well. They said they would have to go completely, no memory of it whatsoever. Brave new world, eh? From Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada, is good night to me, your God or your gods go with you.